Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at stephaniesdish.com and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get all of a sudden ramped up and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at shansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. It's shansen, marketing at gmail.com for small business marketing, for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting, and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. Everybody and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I am here today with a personal friend, and I'm excited to interview him to talk about his business. I'm here with Jason Matheson, and we are talking about Betty and Earl's Biscuits. Welcome, Jason. Hi, sweetie. It is really fun to talk to you because we obviously talk on the radio and we talk on TV about lots of stuff that everybody else is doing, but we don't get a chance to really hear about your business side of your life. And it's really exciting. How old is Betty and Earl's? Uh, we opened the uh, November of 2019. So yay for us right before the pandemic. <laughs> and who knew? Because you guys... <laughs> You had a really great opening from what I recall, and people were really excited about Betty and Earl's, and these are biscuits. And can you tell us sort of about the biscuits and why you decided to start this company? Yeah, well, the biscuits are my papa and grandma's, or really my papa Earl's recipe. Um, That's on my dad's side of the family. They're Southern, thus the reason I refer to him as papa. They uh, lived and grew up, well, I think Earl was born in Alabama. I always get this wrong, but he was born in Alabama, but spent a big chunk of his time in Tennessee and uh, Kentucky. And it was there where he met my grandma, my grandma Betty, and her kin, her aunts, uh, her aunts uh, taught Earl how to make these biscuits. You know, all good Southern women, most uh, most Southern women know how to make a biscuit and uh, taught Earl. And he perfected it over the years. And, you know, fast forwarding a bit, I was born. I'm, uh, you know, he had, I have several uh, uncles and it became a tradition for us and our family. There wasn't really a weekend that sticks in my memory still that didn't include getting a phone call from Papa telling my mom to come on down. We lived about two miles up the road, as we say in Indiana, and uh, come on up come on up. They're almost ready. I can kind of hear them. And we would go and there would be the biscuits and gravy. And it was unbelievable. I mean, I, my, my childhood memories, like a lot of ours are connected with food, whether it's Papa Earl or my mom's mom, who I watched my favorite show Dallas with it's an eight long John Silver's it's all food related. But anyway, 
So I sadly lost him in 03. And I lost both of them, actually, within two months uh, of each other. And I got his cookware because I was the grandchild. Uh, the other grandchildren really didn't take an interest in the baking. I did. I watched him and helped him over the years. So that was 2003. So over the years, I, I doodled with them. You know, I, I would make them every so often. But really, it was about six years ago. Think about six years ago that my best friend Jen and I started talking about this because I made them for her. And she, you know, Jen is in the restaurant business. And she was like, Jace, these, these, there's something different about these. And you know, you know how ideas are, Steph. You, you talk about it and then you drink a little bit more and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you drink a little bit more and then, it, you know, the, it, you stop talking about it. And uh, it was August of 2019 when an opportunity came up from Rosedale, uh, Rosedale Center. And Jen, I'll never, Steph, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Jen, we were up at the cabin, my husband's family cabin, where that's mainly the test kitchen. That was the test <laughs> kitchen. Jen looked at me and she goes, um, yeah. So, you know, Betty and Earl's. And I said, yeah, she was, well, I think we need to do it. And I said, okay. And she was, and I think we need to do it by November. And I went, what? And there we go. There's, there's kind of a quick abridged version of yeah. how it was birthed. So Rosedale comes to you and says they want you to do Betty and Earl's. And you know that you and Jen have this idea and your friends. What is that like to start a business with your friend? And were you worried? Like some friends have falling outs over this stuff, you know? Um, you know what? I appreciate the question. I, um, I was a not real concerned with Jen. You know, we're um, personality-wise, we have some things in common. But just like in my marriage, my strengths, uh, or I'm sorry, my weaknesses are very much her strengths. Not so much the other way around. Uh, but and that's a compliment to Jen. I I knew she could do it. You know, it's uh, she's owned a restaurant before, highly successful. She's in the restaurant business. I've always respected her. Um, her judgment is always, in my opinion, I'm a little biased, but spot on. And, you know, one of my favorite phrases that I quote her is do one thing and do it really well. You know, when she would see a troubled restaurant, you could usually boil it down to the restaurant not doing that. They're trying to do too many things. Jen would get very frustrated and be like, do one thing and do it well. And this was that stuff that this was the definite. I mean, hello biscuit. So no, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid because I knew she would have my back. And the audience may or may not know that you have a radio show that's Monday through Friday from six to nine. <laughs> and yeah. you have a TV show that's Monday through <laughs> Friday from 10 to 11. So adding a third job might seem kind of crazy. How did you decide to add that to your life? And do you guys split the duties 50-50 or how does that work? Yeah, another good question. Yeah, I, uh, it was another honest moment. I, you know, going back to that conversation in the cabin, when she said, we need to do this and we need to do this quick. I said to her then I was, you know, I laughed, but I said to her, I go, I, I can't do this. I mean, I have two literal full-time jobs. I mean, people, you know, when you think of these shows, I mean, the radio show and the, the TV show, yeah, they're a lot of fun, but it's daily. I mean, you know, this stuff, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's daily. 
I'm looking down the barrel of three hours of a radio show every day where you start from scratch. And the same thing with the television show. The work of those shows don't end when the credits roll. So I said to her, I can't do this. And she's, oh, I know. Uh, I know that. Um, but we're going to put a structure in place. We're going to put people in place where, yeah, so I'm not, what's the, you, Steph, you'll know um, better than I, a working owner. What's, is that the term? I'm not, yep. I'm not so much a working owner uh, at all. So uh, quite honestly, the division of labor, she does most of, if not all the business aspect. I am there really as the cheerleader, kind of the brand ambassador. That's really dramatic. And, but um, it's true though. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's because it's my family. I mean, it's it. a lot of, you know, you read the back of menus. It's a family tradition since 19. This is really my family. And most, you know, Jen would say this too. The key, literally, I mean, the key to all of this was meeting Adrian Odom, who is our our third partner. This without a doubt could not have happened without and for people who don't know um a renowned pastry chef in uh in our market i would say i'm again biased in the country uh, this couldn't have happened without her so adrian's the chef and the baker and yeah. the pastry expert jen's the business yeah. side you're the face of it what i do recall when you opened this business is i recall going to an opening in november and I am um, somewhat of a food person and I've had quite a few biscuits. I knew right away that there was something different about the biscuits because it was different texture. Mm -hmm. And yep. I, I know the secret sauce, which I don't think I should <laughs> say because you I've been in your kitchen and you guys have showed me, but it really is a different biscuit and that it's not super heavy, but no. it really holds up well. And also I think a lot of biscuits tend to be really salty. And it doesn't seem super salty. It just like the amount of butter to the ingredients, the ratios all seem right. I also like how you use the biscuit. So it's not just biscuits and gravy or just biscuit, but like one of the biscuits you had over the summer was a blueberry lemon biscuit that I thought was fantastic. And you really have incorporated lots of different types of biscuits. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because all of that, what you just said, Steph, all of that, uh, bravo to Adrian. Literally everything that you just said of that, that is bravo to Adrian. And I will quickly, number one, the, the, the texture, the, the recipe, the truth of the matter is a biscuit recipe is pretty standard. That's why when people ask me, can I have the recipe is really not, it's really not the recipe. There is one key ingredient uh, that's very different that we literally have shipped in. You can't buy it, you know, piggly wiggly, but it really is technique. That's really when people do ask me, that's my short answer. It is all about the technique of making them. That's why they are hard to do. Steph, I think you and I talked about this. I was, I was, the universe worked well for us. The week we opened, the New York Times did an article, big story. And I think the headline was something like, why can't Americans make a good biscuit? They're very hard to make. Adrian, and because these are small batch items stuff, it's, you know, I I can make a, a pretty consistent good eight, nine biscuits. Adrian had to crack the code stuff of how to make these in, in volume, but still keep them handmade, still keep the essence of the recipe that Earl did. You know, let me be blunt, my, and he was proud. 
a hillbilly in a kitchen, right. <laughs> as he called himself. He had, she had to keep all of that, but make them on a scale. She's the only one. She cracked the code, the the, the biscuit code, and the flavors you mentioned. That's that's what sets us apart, Steph. Other than the quality of the biscuit, I think are our flavors. That blueberry lemon one that you mentioned. That's that was one of the tests. Jen and I tried making that. That was one of the first flavors we experimented with. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I did like it. And so you open up, it's November. One of the things that really impressed me about you, and I always, I mean, you're a hard worker. There's no question in my mind about that. But I don't think people really understand that from when you opened in November to like Christmas time, you legit went to Betty and Earl's almost every day and greeted customers and met people. And when you talk about being the face of something, You know, it probably seems like, oh, well, he's got a radio show and he's got a TV show so he can promote his own stuff. Like there's rules about that. So you really had to get out there and beat the streets. Was it exhausting? No, I was, I told Jen, it's a different type of show stuff. You know that I was really energized by it because I'm not trying to be woo woo here, but I've said this so many times. There is a different type of joy with this stuff. Uh, Obviously TV is what I always wanted to do. Um, I was very lucky. I, I don't know what it's like to not know what you what your mission in life is. I, I don't know what that's like. I've always known I was going to do TV. This was a different type of joy. And I was motivated. Yeah, I was crazy. But I was motivated because, you know, Steph, my uh, Earl, Betty and Earl, my, my papa and grandma were dirt poor. I mean, like poor without an R. I mean, mm-hmm. they were just poor. Their house was the size of Betty and Earl's, our front. That was the size of my papa and grandma's house. So the fact stuff that their name, I'm big on logos. I love our logo. The fact that our, that logo, my grandparents' name are, is on boxes and signs. I, I, I could cry thinking, I mean, I really could. I mean, that's, that, that means the world to me. I don't care what I do for the rest of my life. It will be a really good thing. So that's what motivated me. But the pandemic changed everything for a lot of us and me. I wasn't allowed. I, I haven't been in there a lot lately because, you know, as, as you know, both companies that I work for, Fox and, and Hubbard Radio, I couldn't really be mingling with the public at all. So I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to go in there because if I did go in there, then I would have to quarantine with both jobs anyway. So I'm getting back in the groove now of, uh, and I'm excited because I can start going back in there like I did when we opened. One of the things that I thought was funny about Betty and Earl's is I think people usually start making a product first and then take it to retail second. Like they Uh might start at a farmer's market, but you went right to like, you opened this bakery, this bake shop, and now post pandemic, you're exploring ways to bring this product into other restaurants. Tell us about that a little bit. Jen, I mean, I, I, let me credit Jen and Adrian. You know, during the pandemic, you know, Adrian was there every single day, keeping us afloat in the literal sense, as far as she was uh, staying home wasn't an option for her. So she she kept us going. Jen, her strengths was and she said a version of this. I'm not going to quote her right. She's like, you know, in some ways, this is really going to show the hustle. And I think, Steph, you feel the same way. this is really going to show us the hustle of some owners, you know, and who, who's going to evolve through this and evolve successfully. 
And in a way, Steph, I don't ever want to say there was anything positive about the last 16 months. Heavens, no, heaven, no. But it did force us, Steph, to even work harder. Because we had to, I remember watching the press conference from the governor where we were going to be shut down the next day. And true story, Steph, Jen, Adrian, and I were sitting in the booth at Potluck in Rosedale. And Jen goes, we got to get these out. We, we got to get these to the into the hands of people, however we can. And that's how we came up with the Biscuit Love Tour. Um, Adrian worked her earth off every weekend, baking hundreds of biscuits. We, we had people pre-order them and then... <laughs> And Jen, Jen and I got in a car, loaded them into two cars and hung out in parking lots for most of the most weekends in the first three or four months of the pandemic. But just but Steph, you know what that did for us? That got our biscuits into the hands of people who would normally either a not even know who I am or B would never wouldn't go to Rosedale. Right. It actually helped us. It actually helped us, Steph. And then from there, you guys signed up with Goldbelly, right? Oh yeah. Oh Tell yeah. Me, I want to know, like, what did that do to your business? Did it grow at like a couple percentage points? Did it double it? Like, what is doing that like? Girl, you know, I don't know about percentage points and stuff. Uh, I think it doubled it. If uh, I, I think it doubled it. Look, I can tell you this. It has done wonders for us. Again, on a much bigger scale, how the Biscuit Love Tour got our biscuits in the hands of people around the metro. Gold Belly has put the biscuits in the hands of people around the country. Jen, always, you know, when we, when we do meet, Jen tells me uh, all the states. And how fun is that to see all the states where the orders are coming in? Maine and New York and in the South, which, you know, you don't need to go. You can't, you don't have to swing a, anything to hit a biscuit place in the South. Right. We're really big there. And, you know, and, and, a, and a little fun note, it's putting putting the biscuits in the hands of some really cool people too. Stuff like Reba McIntyre, um, that was fun. That was really fun. If I can, if I may say, who said they were the best biscuits she's ever had, and Reba being the queen of country and probably eating her fair share of biscuits. When you read that Reba McIntyre thinks your biscuits are, as the kids used to say, the bomb, that made my month. I was dancing around the living room when I got that text message. Right. So from there you're looking at some collaborations like you did a pop-up with the Lexington last weekend and biscuits, obviously like the chicken sandwich thing is going crazy everywhere. Will you like possibly have a biscuit chicken sandwich or will you more partner with restaurants and keep more of the traditional biscuits at Betty and Earl's? Steph, as Bethany Frankel says, we come from a place. Yes. Um, I, (laughs) we are, (laughs) we have things that we're working on that I'm excited about, really excited about, like, uh, I, and I hope that you'll have me back when I can talk more about it. I don't mean to be one of those cage guests, but what I can tell you is the collaborations like the one at the Lexington Smack Shack, we've done brunches, pop-up brunches. They have been incredibly successful for us and for our partner. We just did one, like you said, at the Lexington that blew us away. Jack Rebel did such a good job with the biscuits. And Jen and I, because we're these people, and you would too, we went around stuff. <laughs> we went around to tables and we're like, hi, everybody. How's the biscuits? <laughs> people, are, people are looking at us like, who the hell are you? And get, no, everyone was very nice. But and Smack Shack, you know this stuff. Smack has been a great partner, Josh and the team. 
they, we have a whole Betty and Earl's brunch menu permanently located on their, on their brunch menu. So that's cool. It is cool. And I, I wonder like, is grocery something that's on your agenda? Because with the pandemic, we saw the rise of grocery numbers, like grocery stores had increased their sales 10, 20, 30%. And I know it's kind of dialing back again now that people can get out, but I think there's still an opportunity in frozen foods, is there not? Um, There is. So Lunds and Byerly's, Mr. Mr. Lunds and Byerly, if you would like to call me, my phone number is 612. I'm just joking, but no. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Because we have found out stuff, again, through the pandemic, the frozen, um, our frozen biscuits, which are still handmade and frozen really quickly, they bake up. Now, this sounds like I'm doing an infomercial with Suzanne Summers, but they really do bake up as beautifully as if I made them in my kitchen or Adrian make them, made them fresh. I was right. amazed. I was worried about that. So, heck yeah. I mean, I would really love to partner. We would really love to partner with a local brand like a Lunds or Byerly's, that would be great. I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and there's two ways that that can happen usually. Right. So sometimes people will buy your product and co-pack it and brand it themselves. Other times they will bring your product in, in the freezer section. But what's interesting about this is it, they're so distinct businesses that are so different, right? So running a restaurant is a real different or a bake shop than you know, communicating with frozen food buyers and, and producing them or like doing co-packing, you know, it's all just yeah very distinct businesses that you have to learn. It's not seamless. Like people would think. No. And again, it's an area where thank goodness I have Adrian and Jen, Jen on this side of it. Cause uh, yeah, girl, please. I, I talk about Beyonce for a living. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know where to, I wouldn't know where to start, but no, I think there are so, you know, what's exciting stuff is there's so many opportunities with these um, biscuits are real, you know, they're, they're growing, they're real hot. Um, and I'm real confident that ours are the best. I mean, they really are. They, we, there is a difference with ours. And so anyone that tries them, I'm confident they'll be like, okay, let's do something. So that's really exciting to me. One thing that's kind of funny that people, I don't know, maybe people know this, but the media life is sort of a short-lived life, right? Any day we could get fired. Any day our shows could get canceled. Like you just have no idea. And there's literally zero mm-hmm. job security in any of that. Yep. So what I like about this is I feel like you're you're just at the super beginning stages of what could really be a very big business. Yeah, you know what? And I've never said this. This isn't big, some big dramatic thing, but I, I haven't said this really publicly. I I have really, you know, I'm approaching 50. I am 40, you know, eventually. And I, I have really thought long and hard now that I will, you know, one of the shows will probably go away sooner rather than later. I mean, not tomorrow, but um, I can see maybe taking the TV show to like year 10. We're in, you know, season six and kind of wrapping one up. And really using, you know, and Betty and Earl's kind of being that, you know, retirement thing stuff. I mean, just yep. kind of uh, not really passive income. There's nothing passive about this business, but uh, but that's that's kind of what I would love to see happen because, and and, and that's not by accident because, as you said, media is so fickle. Um, they love you one day, and so you know you do got to protect yourself. But yeah, absolutely, per, on a personal level, um, that's how I see this. But yet, and and exciting at the same time. <laughs> 
Okay, this is kind of a personal question. So gird your loins. Um, oh, Lord. Do you like get a check like every two weeks from Betty and Earl's or do you reinvest the profits back into the company or do you at the end of the year take out what's ever left over? God, I love you. Well, these are business uh, questions. Re- yeah, no, reinvest. I mean, uh, yeah, believe me, I, uh, I, I haven't seen, no, I mean, reinvest. Um, we're a new business. You know this. It takes a long time for anything like that to happen. So no, re- everything's been reinvested because, you know, the pandemic. And I don't mean to keep using that as a reason or excuse, but that has forced us to zig and zag and zig again <laughs> and zag. So Well, yeah. and so important that you keep your baker who's, you know, producing the product so important that you kept her on the payroll and kept things moving and kept things going. You know, uh, yeah, Adrian and the team, yeah, the entire baking team. I mean, Adrian and the team, literally, Steph. My goodness, they they have kept us quite literally our doors open, and they're amazing, and they're proud of the product, and they should be. I mean, it's just they're just a great team. We're so freaking lucky. You have a podcast too about Disney World, and I always think like. Wouldn't it be great if you had like a Betty and Earl's like biscuit stand or a biscuit restaurant in Disney? I got to tell you, it's uh, my Jen's going to kill me, but my business partner. But uh, yeah, I got to tell you, I, I, I see things. Uh, how do I say this? I have I have concepts in my head and I am there a lot. And I every time we're there, Steph, I think to myself, Jen's not going to kill me with this because she does agree. When I were, we're walking around Disney Springs, which for people that don't know is kind of the dining and entertainment fourth kind of park there in Orlando, I think to myself, if we were there, we would kill it. I mean, I, I have no doubt if we did like biscuit sandwiches and, you know, like Art Smith, Oprah Chef Art Smith has a, a Southern place there. And every yep. time I go in there, I'm like, we can do this. We can do this just as well, if not better when it yeah. comes to biscuits. Your biscuits are better than his. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I was going to say it, but I thought I'd let you say it first. No, it's true. He has a restaurant in uh, South Carolina that I've been to. And I don't know, like you, when you go to the South, you kind of expect that biscuits are going to be amazing, right? And they're always dry and not very tasty and kind of salty. And some of them have the flaky, right? But if it's flaky and is dry, it doesn't even matter because you still can't chew it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Chewing leather. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the collaborations I didn't, I, I'm sure I thought when you said to gird your loins, I thought you were going to ask me specifically about some collaborations we're doing. Are you, should I continue to gird my loins? Should are you going to ask me or you want me no, to? No, I'm go- not going to ask you because there are things that I know as your friend and things <laughs> I know as someone that has done freelance work with Jen's business that I feel like I aren't my place to tell, but you can say whatever it is that you'd like. Wow, you're being very, look at you, Steph. Look very at you good. being, you're being very good. Yeah, I'm allowed to say, uh, <laughs> I've gotten permission from mom. Um, I have <laughs> permission to say we're really excited because we are uh, going to be at the fair this year. We're going to be at the Minnesota State Fair and and it's going to be great. We're, we're teaming up with, the, with Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Burroughs, and we're going to be at Lulu's. And I, I'm, I, as you can see, I can't even find words and I communicate for a living. What a dream, what truly a dream. And we got an email and, and Jen was like, what? 
and we pursued it and uh, dealt uh, with, with Charlie, good guy, great guy. Uh, we brought biscuits over. Let me rephrase that. Jen brought biscuits over, <laughs> traveled far and wide to bring biscuits over. And luckily, uh, the team loved them. And uh, it was a good old fashioned deal. It w- really was. So I was like, wow, this is how it's like almost like a handshake deal. And yeah, and I loved that aspect of it. If I if I can't say. Charlie's um, a great guy. And that's a great way to step into the fair environment without like going full on fair, as it were, you know, where you're having to staff your own booth. And because I think staffing is just going to be such a challenge out at the fair this year. So, yep it'll be a nice introduction for you. You can still be there. You can test the waters. You can support Charlie's business, which is great. Lulu's does such a great job, but it's not like you having to literally be on the line making the biscuits when it's 95 degrees out. Yeah. And that's a good point, Seth, because look, they're the experts. You know, they know the fair. We know biscuits. So it was a really good, it was a really good marriage. And um, I'm assuming by the time this airs, you know, the fair will have already put their stuff out. Some, some people will know, but if they don't, can't give too many details, but there'll be two items and uh, one, excuse me, a sweeter item and the other, um, a chicken item, a, a sandwich item. So savory, savory and sweet, Stephanie, as I they say it. in the business. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I can't even begin to tell you. I already love the fair, but now Betty and Earl, Papa and Mama are going to be at the Minnesota State Fair. I mean, they are smiling down from heaven, let me tell you. Will you be out there introducing the products and handshaking and slapping and kissing babies? Steph, I told Charlie, I will do whatever. I will dress like a giant biscuit. I will will do a musical number. I'll do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You do need a biscuit costume. You need a biscuit mascot. Don't, Stephanie, Stephanie, do not give Jen any ideas. Why in the world did you just say that? Don't you put that out. Like in a giant hot pad, you know, no. with kind of the hands and Steph. Now you're just you're just <laughs> causing me grief. You're just causing me grief. But no, I all kidding aside, I'm out there anyway for both shows. So I will you will see me at Lulu's probably too much. They'll probably the Lulu's people will probably want me to leave it. He's here again. <laughs> Why? Why is this gay guy out here again? With this Does he, did he buy Lulu's? Does he own this yes. place? What's happening? Well, congratulations to you. That's a big announcement. And I have enjoyed hearing more about Betty and Earl's and just about the side of you that I don't think people see so much. Can I ask a personal question before we wrap up here? Why do you, can you ask think, anything. well, why do you like, you're literally one of the most ambitious people I know. Why are you like that? Where did that come from? I think it's because, well, A, I think it comes from my mom. My mom owned her own business. Okay. Um, so I saw that. I saw what owning your own business can do for your self-esteem. And I severely lacked self-esteem, lacks present tense. I'm very insecure. Um, so I saw that my mom got a sense of identity and independence mm-hmm. um, from my dad from owning her own business. I didn't even know that I was ingesting that. So I think that's where it comes from. So that, and I think the ambition comes from doing things that I love. It really does. It sounds woo-woo, but like I said, I'm lucky. I always knew I would do TV. So that wasn't a hard decision. Um, so I'm motivated because it's it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And with the biscuits, 
I'm motivated, I'm motivated by the fact that they're really good. Every time Jen and I go to these collaboration stuff, <laughs> this sounds a little, I, I don't mean this to sound as um, conceited as it, it's going to come out, but we sit there and we'll, we'll, we try all the stuff stuff. And Jen and I always look at each other. We go like this, damn, these are good. These are just really good biscuits. We do every time. And it's like, God, Adrian and the team, just these are just day in and day out. They're just, re- <laughs> they're just really good. It's like, yeah, but they are. So I'm motivated by that. But it's an easy product to love. It's funny to hear you say that you lack self-esteem and that you're insecure because you are in a very forward-facing job in terms of being on the radio and in terms of being on television. A lot of it's unscripted. And also being the face of something as this biscuit, you know, it must hurt your feelings if someone doesn't love what you're doing. It does. But you know, what actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it stuff, because um, just like comedians, stand-up comedians, you do a job, like you do the jobs that I have to get validation from people. It's not healthy. I mean, my therapist, it's not, you know, and I don't need it as much anymore. Thank goodness. Um, I don't need, I don't need strangers to. Right. I don't need, I don't need strangers to kind of uh, qualify my worth anymore as much as I used to, but that the whole reason I got into it, one of the reasons was I didn't have any friends. So, um, I got a lot of self-worth and self-identity from the jobs, but yeah, especially cause the biscuits. Yeah. If people don't like them, Steph, when I read the comments and I try not to, I keep away from that now, but when I do, it's doubly personal. It's, it's my business and it's my family stuff. It's yeah. like, I almost take it like they're talking about Betty and Earl themselves. So that's why hashtag don't read the comments. Yeah. I'm glad that you're learning that someone in the radio business told me that a little too late in the start of my career. And it took me a long time to actually take it to heart and to, cause you can't read the comments and then do what you do because it impacts what you say. You're always mm-hmm. trying to couch something. You're not honest and I'm not for everyone. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm Yeah, nor am I. And yet I'm very uninteresting if I am not just saying it like it is, as it occurs to me in that moment. And I'm self-filtering or self-editing. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear that. It's not very fun. No, no. And I found myself doing that, uh, Steph. Like a, a few years ago, there was an uptick in like a uh, homophobic email sent to me. And I remember um, it was a really, it was a really hard period for me. And I remember catching myself editing myself mm-hmm. and 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 editing the show to appease you know this random person and that yeah. random person I thought no 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 this is not a broadcast I'm 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 molding the show to fit you know Phil and and New Brighton and Sally and Anoka I'm like no 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 that's not a show I'm gonna do the show the way that I think the show should be done I will accept constructive criticism and feedback but I'm not gonna tailor the broadcast to the whims of somebody that could be in a bad mood and are just taking that bad mood out on my broadcast. Right. Um, so that was a valuable lesson too. And the same with biscuits, you know, the same with the biscuits. Um, food is subjective. You know that stuff. I mean, it's yep. a, so if someone doesn't like it, there's just a lot of people that don't like biscuits. I, I've learned that. So I, I, I don't really take, yeah. And I, you know what? And I also get confidence from the fact that I know they're good. Um, so if someone doesn't like them, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they just don't like biscuits. Yeah. But I, I know I, I stand tall in the fact that they're good. And it's family. It's a legacy. It really is. It's a big word, but you know, it is, it's my, my pap on grandma. So. 
Well, it's great to talk to you and learn more about Betty and Earl's. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to Adrian, to Jennifer, Luke. You guys are doing yeah. a great job at putting this business together. And, you know, the pandemic, we learned a lot of things from it. I, I think in some, you know, it wasn't great that it happened, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs learned a lot about themselves. I think they had a lot of tenacity and found new channels of revenue. You'd have never probably done Gold Belly without the pandemic. No, I mean, probably, who knows? Jen is so motivated. She probably would have, <laughs> but you're right. We wouldn't have made a lot of moves, but but thank you. I want to end by saying um, thanks to you. You know, uh, you and I are real friends and you're on my show, but I, I got to tell you it really, and I mean this, I'm not trying to be goofy or overly sentimental. It means a lot for any member of the food, writing food journalist uh, family, in this city to acknowledge Betty and Earl's, you know, we're not fancy, you know, we don't have a lot of bells and whistles and, um, but we have a, so the fact that you wanted to talk about it on your show, on your podcast means a great deal. So I really, really, really do appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Yeah. Well, and the gravy, we didn't even talk about your delicious gravy and that's Adrian. Yeah. That sausage and biscuits is the bomb too. So if anyone's listening, get to Potluck in Rosedale and get to Betty and Earl's, which is inside Potluck in Rosedale. And you can also order on Gold Belly and cross your fingers that you'll get an opportunity to meet Jace at the state fair. (laughs) You can find me at the Lulu's booth. (laughs) You know where I'm going to be? I'm going to be at the bar at Lulu's watching you drinking some kind of weird pickle beer and waiting yeah. for my biscuit chicken sandwich is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go back and forth between the fair stuff and hanging out outside various Lunds and Byerleys until they let me in with my frozen biscuits. I, I think that's Trey Lund, if you're listening, or if anyone knows him, come on, get on the horn. And how about those Kowalskis, too? Yes. And Cub Foods. And where else? You know, Trader Joe's, Aldi. We can get going everywhere. All right, yeah. Betty and Earl, thanks for joining me, Jace. Bye. Bye, sweetie.